this is in my closet so you can't see it but i've got like all my manifestation boards and paintings and stuff are on this side that's why i was like i need to make sure that you can't see that stuff oh my god really matter maybe you should but put I, it in your background for your podcast maybe maybe because that makes sense so. for your brand right right yeah. and that's what i want so i i was like i'm leaning into that and consistency has been my biggest thing because i would go and then as soon as i started to like it would be like success success and then as soon as i get there i was like oh i'm scared and i would pull back because so i didn't i what i did see one of your TikToks, which by the way i do like that you were vulnerable on your TikTok. like i actually just cried on video yesterday i was like this is so embarrassing but like yeah. it's real and it's authentic so like we should be doing that and yep. it's okay no well and on that like i i knew that it was cringe like i remember telling one no, of my friends it wasn't like, it wasn't i know it, it was feels cringe yeah it feels cringe but like no it's it's really good to see that because most people are like they just want to show like themselves being cute or like yes hey. and it's yes. like that's not nobody cares sorry that is not nobody it. cares or even like with my Hannah interview, I found uh -huh. myself talking about myself and I was like, I need to cut that shit out. Like literally nobody cares. No, so, of course they not do. Like, but like, it's okay in certain situations, but like for the Hannah video, I'm like, nobody cares about me talking about my kids. Like they just want to hear about Hannah. So I cut that out. But like in my video yesterday, it was just me and it was just, you know, like, talking about how Dubai made me sob and like yes bad by the way but um I need to catch up on it because I don't I it just bored me kind of but I love Sarah oh, consistency now I remember oh. okay you're talking about consistency so okay, yes. there are I'm ways kidding. around that so that you don't feel like you have to constantly be on you can yes do I it think all I'm at finding once. yes yeah. I think I'm finding the balance and I I so one of the limiting beliefs I had about money was that, that I'm breaking now because this is my parents' story, not mine. It's like, you have to bust ass all the time and you no. can have like your little hobby on the side, but that's not going to make you money. And right. I was so clearly put on this earth with these parents to overcome that belief, right? Yeah. Like, obviously. So Damn. I remember, yeah. yeah. And I had my dad actually, cause they are so concerned, but I'm like, from the outside looking in, I know y'all are worried. Like I'm working part time. I'm working like three days a week um and then doing my stuff like i'm still i make sure that i have a day on tuesdays tuesdays are my output day so i'll make sure that i have an episode if i need to record it or whatever i want it published on monday and then on tuesday i can do my one thing to make me feel productive and then i rest and that's mm -hmm. like for projectors you have to rest yeah, and it's, hard. Rest. it's so hard though so like finding that balance is tough but I, I am at the point now where it's like i know that like this is what i want to do i've got a taste of it and once you get that taste it really yeah. is addictive like it is it i is. can't stop i know I, I it goes back to this age of information we can google anything nobody is going to tell me anything different that somebody else can tell me or like it's not about that anymore and this content creation landscape is about how you how, what your brand is, who you are authentically, and how that translates into value. And value is different for everyone. I, I gave up put, all my luxuries. Yes, you know? I, exactly. Yes, I would I rather have care. to budget the rest of my life and go back and work one because I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't do it. Like when in my soul, but like, right. <laughs> and so, but like, 
I don't know. I am at this point and I'm, I'm being totally transparent with you because I do believe yeah. in like being transparent. And this is the part that's sketchy about business. I feel like people are trying to like hoard information and it's like, why are you doing that? Like, if it's a good fit, it's a good fit. There's plenty enough for everyone to go around. Like, I yes. don't want to work with you if it's not a good fit, no matter how much money you got. Like big picture. That's what I was thinking too with podcasts. I know you say like, I wish I would have gotten in with it 10 years ago, but podcasting is not even like, there's going to be an award show, just like the Emmys. Like I know it. I oh, know yeah. that there's going to be awards. Oh, there are already. Yeah. There's well, some. yeah. And it's going to be a huge calling. thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be a bigger thing. And there will. So I feel like we're still very much getting in early yes. ground floor, you know? Yeah. Cause, cause if you look at media and because uh -huh. of technology and the advances in technology, Hollywood is dead. Like right. Hollywood is nice. And like, it's nice that there's already a presence there, but literally right. anyone can do what they're doing. There's right. No, even the way they distribute things. If you look at the, the studies and the research people since the, you know, inflation, people are getting rid of all their streaming services because they yep. don't want to pay. So they're going to YouTube because it's free. And YouTube is the second most visited site, website in the world behind Google, which That's owns YouTube. Right. So that right there tells you the power and strength of YouTube as a platform to pursue, but also like just the change in landscape of how we consume as yes. viewers. And like, I'm actually kind of scared. This is part of like my, what I want to teach after, so after my live event, I'm thinking about building up my content for content creators to teach them, like so give them more of a yes. structure, like yes. let's have like a path, you know, yes. like a guidance yes. because, and not just like how to make money, but also like how to use technology the right way. Like people are so toxic and they're, they say whatever they want and it's causing going back to your, you know, like the mental health, like, yes. And that's what I want to do. Yeah. That aspect of it is like for men to, to be that roadmap to say like, look, I was there. I get it. This is a lot, you know, to put yeah. on yourself. And I feel like a lot of people didn't have, it's kind of like Britney, Britney Spears with the paparazzi like yeah that was the first person that kind of had to deal with it all and now it's kind of yeah. toned down but it's because yeah. of what she went through yeah that you know she dealt with all that stuff yeah something so. in the so i've been looking at the laws right so i've been talking to my lawyers because mm -hmm. the the law is not caught up with technology we know right this, right yes and so the law is always behind and right now, as far as podcasting goes, because I asked him, I said, am I allowed to drink a cannabis infused beverage on my podcast? Right. You know, right. and they're like, I don't know. There's no written law, but like, right. what? Kind of just is, do it while you can get away with it. Yeah, there is a law that like, I don't think Bravo can and, and networks like that because they're technically right. covered under the FCC if they're on like. I actually don't know exactly, but I've I would been, imagine like the umbrella of it all. Yeah, so that's that what, but there's there's a bill that's being passed soon where they are going to flip the switch where cannabis um, um, ads can be on TV. So there's going to be a surge of money going to these other platforms. But in the meantime, all these companies have money to spend on it, but they don't have anywhere they can't be yeah. legal. 
Look, I have my, I'm telling you my vision board, all this stuff. And the two people at the top are Ben and Ronnie from Watch What Crappens. Because uh, I watch anything. They follow me on Twitter. Did you talk to them? Yes. Ask them to be on your show. I was scared. I mean, you know this, you're talking about friends falling off. Cause that happened to me almost that identical thing after the guy that I was in love with cheated on me. That's when the podcast really like, it was a whole thing. So I got fired. I was living my dream life. I started smoking a shit ton of weed and was just like, I watched this show on Netflix called dark. Oh God. And it was like, it's, it's about dark matter. And it was like about how time isn't linear. And for some reason, I don't have a science mind. I'm like the creative, whatever. So the math and science was never my strong suit. But I saw it and I was smoking enough weed and the world was falling apart that it was just the perfect time that I was like, wait a second, like none of this is fucking real. And then I start, that started my shit that I was just like, none of this is real. I didn't believe, I mean, I was always kind of whatever, but I was raised religious, right? And I was like, I don't think that's true anymore. I don't think there's yeah. hell, I think. And then I started just kind of putting it all together and there wasn't anyone. And when you look at my human design, that's actually, that's what I was supposed to be here for. Like, yeah. But everyone fell apart and I was the only one that I was like, no one, everyone thinks I'm crazy. No one thinks, <laughs> everyone thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> you know, like no one thinks the same way that I think. And I'm trying to have these like high vibration. And I was like, I think it didn't start as me wanting to write a show. People would tell me like to write a book and things like that. And I was like, okay, like maybe. And then when I came up with the podcast, I was like, I think I'm really going to throw myself into it. And I thought people were going to be like, that's weird. That's nuts. But most people for the podcast were like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I think you'd be really good at that. And I was like, okay, all right, all right. Like, I'm gonna do this. Aww. But then I, it kind of just like evolved. But now I felt like the story, maybe it was just coming from me. But when I said, I want to write a television show, it's just a different format than a book. Like, it's yeah. just it, that, that format appeals to the way my mind works. Like, I can yeah. see it better. I can't do a book, but I can write a show. Yeah. But for some reason, for other people, it seems way less likely. It's like, okay, you're gonna, okay cool write a tv show you know but it's like yes, but writing a have they ever done a show that's what i'm saying but that I'm was in the beginning about. it was very like overwhelming for me because yeah. no one gets it i'm in the the town where i was born and raised has like 142 people of population like oh my God. tiny <laughs> but i we're talking about britney spears i talk about this too that i went to school with her sister jamie spears like no way all throughout elementary she high school junior when she was like 16 yeah when we were in 11th grade she went to school it was like four days and then she got kicked out because it was a private school religious because she was pregnant she, she got kicked pregnant. out yeah so she was 16 yeah. like yeah it was crazy but i feel like that is what prepared me because i did talking about the britney paparazzi thing like i saw it from that point of view and I knew going into it like these people who have overnight success and then their lives are just changed completely like I grew up seeing Jamie couldn't go anywhere without being even if it was nice people she was still bothered you know so it's like and that might have something to do with why I don't like asking like celebrities or famous people I don't like asking them to be on the show because I feel like it's an inconvenience for them no it's good for them no, I guess so want, and they want to I, I yeah. think they want to. They're usually excited. Um, well, besides Giorgio says, I loved him so much, but there was Irene White from um, Superstore. She's Carol from the show Superstore. I don't know if you ever watched it, but I love her. And she randomly followed me on Twitter one day. So I sent her a DM and was like, how bad, like how much do I need to beg to get you on my, on my podcast? And she was like, not at all. Just 
Yeah, no, don't do that. Just, okay, so this is what I do. This is how you can have, comp, you know, to the competence to have the confidence. I put yes. together a bio. Did I send you my bio? I don't know. I'll send it to but you. But your sheet that you had your intake form was just next level impressive. Okay. I was like, damn, she is like prepared. Do you use Canva at all? No. Did I? Um, it's free. So that's okay. good. I really don't know how to use TikTok. I'm an idiot. I know. Well, that's what, okay. So it's hard to publish stuff. And that's what I thought at first. I was like, TikTok, I was getting tied to the idea of TikTok because that is for me, like I'm trying to practice gratitude. Like you said, oh, 15,000 people is a lot of people. And I, I felt like it wasn't growing. So I was like, damn, you know, like 15,000 is not really that much. And then I have a friend who posts. Oh, that's a like, lot. You're right. But then I have a friend who posts pictures of her just like doing TikTok dances in bathing suits. And she's got like, she got the same number overnight. It felt like, you know, and I was like, but, but I then be naked. But then <laughs> what? Like, but then what? Those people who are watching her may not be watching her for any substance or any value other than like eye candy. And it's like, that's one thing. And that's something I see in the cannabis industry. Women are being used as sex like for sex appeal and i'm not yes. seeing women like really coming in and being like badass in charge bosses. right so. you can say bitch, bitch is my brand <laughs> i and that's why i was i called you bitch earlier and i was like i hope she oh, knows okay. that's a term of endearment oh yeah no, like... no no no. i see bitch all the time but i i yes. also get nervous i'm like i don't want to offend yeah i totally get that i do that after like i say things and i'm like oh so I hate resumes. Um, yes. And I decided, you know what? A one pager is probably the best way to <clears throat> just say who I am real quick. And like, I mean, this took a while to come up with and I've revised it many times and I probably will revise it again. But right. it's a way for me to show like that one, I'm serious about what I'm doing. Two, yes. I don't have to in my first, you know, like when I ask them, I don't have to be like, my podcast is, you know, really great or, you know, like, right. like sell myself because it's just like, right. hey, this is what it is. Um, and then usually the first message, when I reach out to someone, I say, um, hey, I really love XYZ about you or whatever, which is always going to be true. I'm never going to reach right. out to someone I right. don't want to be on. But I, you know, like hype them up a little bit. Right. And then I say, um, you know, would you ever be interested in being a guest? I think it would be a really great opportunity for you to talk about whatever you're working on or promoting, right. um, you know, whatever. And then they usually are, they either usually don't respond or they <laughs> say yes. <laughs> right. Most of the time they say yes, though. Right. I love Like that. Heather no, McDonald did. didn't respond to me. And I was like, who didn't? Heather McDonald. <laughs> did you talk to her? No, I just did a cold email. So like when I do these things and I reach out to people, I yeah. have like a thing in my head where I'm like, okay, I'm going to take these people. They're like part of my list. They're part of my vision board or whatever. Yes. And I hope that one of them will respond and like, I'll do five or whatever. And then I usually right. pick like one that's like not very realistic. And so that round of you know messages she was my like unrealistic one that was like this is a shot in the dark but whatever so well I just now it's it. not 
now it's not unrealistic, but that's what I, I try to remember. So like the degrees of separation, I feel like yeah. people are never that far from me. Yeah, they're and not. Actually, while we're talking about this too, so like, I believe, I mean, I'm, I, I feel like I've pushed the metaphysical envelope for a lot of Bravo people. Like I might be too far out there. That's what I worry about, but I couldn't. I know, I get worried about it too. Yeah, so I'm like, but, but then when I talk to people like you, I'm like, maybe I, Honestly, maybe it's fucked up of me to not give Bravo fans more credit. Like, they're not all these empty-headed, you know, like, there are people who enjoy their guilty pleasure or whatever is Bravo, but they, they actually- want to admit it. <laughs> right, but these people really do have substance. Like, I was kind of, and I hate saying fans, but like, followers on TikTok, I'm not giving them enough credit that they also yeah. have, you know? So I was like, okay, it's kind of shitty of me to just assume that they don't also have depth, but- No, I mean, I don't think they look to us for that right. kind of stuff, though. Right. But, but it's a nice surprise. It's a right. nice surprise when you do. They're like, wow, you, like, actually care about humanity. So, <laughs> soul contracts and things like that that I believe in, like, it makes sense to me, taking a lot of information and summarizing it, it makes a lot of sense to me that I would be placed 20 minutes away from where Britney lived. Britney Spears, who is one of the biggest yeah, people. That's like, if no one else could show me that it could be done, you know what I mean? Like, we went yeah. to the same school. Why would it not be possible? She literally did. She literally went to the same school as you. If she yeah. can do these things, well, you her, can so too. Britney's path, though, like, I feel like they had a, they had their goal. Like, they had that set. They manifested that shit. Whatever yes. they did. And, yeah. like, the thing is, though, because of the timing and everything and how big she got and like our society and paparazzi, she was abused pretty much yeah. by our country and media. And but, but I think that was her whole like role to come here. Like, I think that her soul took that on. Forgive yeah. me for being really metaphysical, but like, I think she no, signed I'm, this yeah. soul contract, you know, to come down and she she had to be lovable because people had to care you know yeah. what i mean like yeah people needed to be invested in her so that when this happened because it was happened to a shitty person yeah. no one would care you know what right. i mean so it was a big deal for it to happen to her mm -hmm. but it happened to her i feel like kim kardashian the same thing she's got a really big contract i think as far as what she's supposed to do on earth because she did start from you know yeah. something small and whatever but Say what you want about her. She built this huge fucking empire. Like oh she, my gosh. Also, she was a plane. Yeah. You know, like I watched Chris Jenner's uh masterclass. I'll send was you. It I so have good. like a, I have a, you watched it too? No, was it so good? Yeah. Well, it's all about personal branding and yes. they are smart. So here's the thing, like with Britney and Kim Kardashian, like their whole thing is they're managing fame at this point, right? Exactly. You don't have to be famous to make a lot of money. And so I listen, the only podcast or like content that I consume is usually like business related, but right. like Marie Forlo, um, Jenna Kutcher, they uh -huh. are, they will literally show you their income or tell you like, I made a hundred thousand dollars last month because I right. put out these offers and I gave this and they are providing value. It's just mm -hmm. not like in the form of entertainment or it's not in the form of, you know, like an actual product. They are helping people grow their businesses. And that's like, yes. kind of like the direction I'm, I'm kind of following their business model. 
And I still love that I can use Bravo content, like short little clips to like add to my personality. Like that's yes. like, like with Dorinda being like, you hear me? You're like, you know what I mean? Right. That right. accentuate yes. my message. And it's all about what is your message at the end of the day? And right. who are you? Who are the people you want to reach and what is the value that you're bringing to them and you can change that over time and adjust it and that's a great thing that's why i love entrepreneurship as like my religion because it's like you don't have to like this concept of fail my husband was always like what if you he said to me what if you fail and i was like right dare you <laughs> like First of all, that word doesn't exist in my language. Right. I was like, right. what does fail mean? What is right. he was just like, oh, he's like scared of me. But I was like, yeah, tell me, what does fail mean? Because for me, failure is not trying. Because 100%. you're always gonna have an outcome. It may not be like your dream outcome, but if you put all the pieces in place, you can get as close or get there and like then if it doesn't work that time switch it a little bit and yes. keep improving like nobody's yes. perfect like yes i could go up to like once you realize that i'm in the boss babe um some, like a paid membership monthly thing and they have a facebook group and someone wrote like what mindset thing or something like may ch really changed it for you and like i just I don't usually do this, but I made a joke and I responded like, well, once I realized everyone's an idiot, it all fell into place. And like, <laughs> I was joking, but like, it's actually kind of true. Like nobody right. knows what they're doing. <laughs> right. No one actually knows what the fuck's going on. And that's the thing. Like, that's what, that's what all of this started with is like, I'm listening to these people tell me no because i was i was asking for permission or validation or whatever with the podcast when i would go to them and be like hey do you think this is a good idea if, don't if do enough people yeah. would have said no i probably would have stopped same thing with the show like if i bring it up and people are like oh okay like and i'm like okay they don't believe it so then it gets but that's what i'm doing is i'm seeking validation yeah i was doing that too and i'm just like even like YouTube, I feel stupid that I am just starting to work on my YouTube. I should have been doing that all year, but I just like didn't because I don't know. I think because the friends that I used to have, they started at the same time. They're like, oh, YouTube, that's like, that's a lot. And right. Like, For you, maybe. For but you. like, right. And that's right. why I'm noticing like people who say negative things, they're projecting their feelings. It's their insecurities. That's, and I'm sorry, but I don't live that way. Like That's what I was going to say with all of this, like the spiritual awakening that I've had since the beginning, I realized that everything, everything is a projection, especially for me. I'm a human I'm a projector. Like I'm literally sent here to trigger people because I show them things that they don't like about themselves and I get yeah. it's frustrating because I'm but everything is reflection even for me obviously but for everyone like yeah. our out our outer environment is a reflection of what's going on on the inside like if it's a metaphor whatever's happening around you if there's something you see in someone and it works both ways like they say you spot it you got it like if yeah. you see something really beautiful in someone mm you need to appreciate that just as much as if you see something that you don't like and it's like yes that's a reflection of me or something that I'm pushing away that I, I don't like about myself or that I worry that is about me you know that reflects yeah. something in me that will make us not like someone but in the same token like 
if I see you and I'm like, you're a boss bitch. Like, I like that energy. It's because I see something that is also in me. Like, yeah. so anytime you see someone, it's beautiful. So when you're surrounded by powerful women, like what you're talking about, it's not threatening. You're like, fuck yes. Like, yeah. I am surrounded by powerful yeah. women. And I love I that. I love Why it. Is that not, yes. Why I is that not empowering? Yeah, exactly. Like, Especially people. Like, I'm hating men lately, so it's even more. I'm like, oh, let's bring it. Listen. <laughs> it is the, on. The feminist in me is very angry. And this actually, 2022, is they call it the year of the goddess. So as like a collective, mm. women. And you can see it. Like, it's on the rise. Women are just not taking shit anymore. Okay. And I think we're, you know, we're talking about upward trending. I think that's an upward trend as well. As like, yeah. women are, I mean we are going to be successful and we don't care anymore even though things like Roe v. Wade is happening and I don't talk a lot about like politics and stuff like that anyway but yeah. you know with men with their hands on our uteruses is still not stopping us Come I on. have um it's so funny you talk about like doing tv shows like I've had this movie idea in my head for years like probably over 10 years and I even yeah. told a group of my friends before and they like laughed at me and were like, whatever. But now I'm like, they just can't do it. So even if you didn't do, this is the thing. Even if you don't do a whole show, you could do like a short, like a TikTok series. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like animating stuff. It's just stuff like that. There's just, I, I made a TikTok about it too. It was a Snapchat. Most of my TikToks are just Snapchats that I'm oh, sending really? to my friends. Yeah. Oh, nice. So that's like what I talk about just to my friends. That's why I'm like, we, go there you know so bravo like i don't i i do of course enjoy talking about bravo but also it's like where i want to talk about like healing ancestral trauma yeah. and shit yeah and my yeah, podcast yeah. is named like the my slogan is united in trauma because it's like at its basic level we're all going through different versions of the same thing which is what i want to do a show about is like one episode would have a theme so like a theme of the day one one episode i have i'm looking at right now on my board is taking up space so I was like, okay, who understands best how to take up space? Drag queens. So I was like, I live like an hour from New Orleans. So I was like, I can just go to New Orleans. I have a friend there who's a drag queen for research. I can go down there. And then Tracks any right of my- too. The, well, Yeah, exactly. All these things are expenses that you can write off. That's what I need to be done. And I need to get my LLC. So, and that was all under the Bitchipedia umbrella because I want, and I was like, I can, I can think of it. And I was like, I can tie in my fear of taking up space and then i teach yoga so like i, I did a whole yoga class themed mm -hmm. taking up space and the whole joke of the show is like because it really happens sometimes i can't tell what's real and what's fake <laughs> and from the outsider like it's going to be written from my point of view as like i'm the main character and you or not me but whoever she is whatever her name is you know you follow her through the experience and you see her point of view and her what's going on in her head but also you see it's the voice of probably her slash my ex-husband that's like she's having a mental breakdown like she's schizophrenic and she needs to be institutionalized but it's like does it matter you know what i mean because if i'm if i am losing my mind all my bills are still paid my kid is fed he's in gifted class like i'm obvious nothing is being affected so if i am having a breakdown like why is nothing going wrong? It doesn't make sense that I'm actually losing my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and that's what manifesting is. Like manifesting is when you have aligned yourself so much with these things. Like you can see this being the Bravo Met Gala because you practiced it 
and pictured it in your head so many times and you know what you're capable of. So you see that happening. So when it actually does happen, everyone else might be surprised, but you're like, no, I knew, like, I yeah. knew this would happen the whole time, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. That's manifesting. So that's yeah. what I want to, that's what I want to write, like write episodes and summarize it like that. And that's how, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I just went on a whole tangent <laughs> there, but yeah. In your human design, it might tell you, it'll say like what your, um, uh, your sense is and it's mine is taste and that didn't I thought it was just talking about food but I read one time and it was talking about you're a taste maker and I've really been I was like okay embody that because what I like is weird right you know what I mean but I when I was manifesting I did think about Kim Kardashian because I was like she has the power literally has the power to affect stocks like I yeah. envision that for myself. Like I want to affect the fucking stock market because people <laughs> care so much about what I like, you know, and like specific brand. Cause I do, yeah. I, I, I have specific brands that I've always said, and I've joked about this stuff, I guess, cause it's in my like subconscious, but I joked about it was like, if I was to get sponsored by someone, who would it be? And I like thought of a mental list and was like, these are people who actually, I, and then I looked even deeper, like you're saying, investigating into it. Like, I don't want it to be shitty people. I want it to be like women owned business or whatever yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, yeah. And then when but, you have done the diligence and you said yes. like, look, this is a perfect fit. And I always think about like business as like dating, right? Yes. Like you want to see if you have a good marriage, right? And yes. the only way to do that is to just be very clear with what you want and go in there and like, I'm like metaphorically went in and was like, you need to marry me because if you don't, you're like missing out on all these amazing things. Yeah, like it makes right. sense to like if you are smart, you're going to marry me. Right. And, and like, I believe I know how I was with my husband too. Right. Wait, what is your zodiac sign? Pisces. Pisces? <laughs> I wouldn't have face. Pisces, you just you look like Aisha from Below Deck Down Under for a second. <laughs> I am <laughs> what? Chefe? I love what you guys. Are you Chefe? <laughs> Are you Chefe? Oh my God, Ryan! So didn't guess Pisces at all for you, really? Wild, yes. Yes, Bible. maybe you shouldn't listen to my podcast. I've got a lot of Pisces hate stories. <laughs> Me too. I was getting <laughs> same season. You, I was getting like Capricorn energy from you. Do you know your whole chart? I'm very into my brother. I'm looking at my human chart right now. Yes, my um, sense is inner vision. Ooh, okay. So you need to trust like the show that or the movie that you're talking about making and the things that you say, like, cause I've heard you, I look for patterns always. That's also a projector thing. So I heard you say it a couple of times, like I should have done that or I was ahead of my time. And you're like, I wish I would have done that. I had a podcast episode 10 years ago. Yeah. So now is 10 years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're still having those yeah. visionary thoughts of like things that you know are going to, because you do, you have, like, yeah. that's your ability. Yeah, and to that's I'm starting to, to like, I'm starting to lean into that more. Yes. Like, all these things that I said back then would have been amazing. Or like, and now, or even, even like um, the cannabis industry, one of the reasons I went into it is because my friend got arrested and went to jail. And like, 
he's traumatized from it. And I was like, I have to do something. Yes. So, but then like, as I'm actually doing stuff now, he's like, oh, cause I wanted to give him a job as a farmer. Yeah. Like he loves to grow weed. And I'm like, right here, you thought your life was over cause you went to jail. Now I, I made this for you. And he's like, I don't know. And I could see it because he doesn't have that in him. He is not like me. And so yes. I've kind of given up, not given and up like- No, I know exactly what you're it. saying. I know exactly yeah. what you're saying because one of my, and I, I feel validated because it was in my human design because I had just been talking about it actually with my spiritual advisor that I call her. She's really just my friend, Bibi, but she, um, when we were talking about it, wait, I just lost it again. <laughs> What the fuck? Wait, what were we just talking about? I keep doing that too. What were we just talking? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, valid. I feel validated. Human design, because one of my things is called um, the liberator. And that's a huge thing, because I want to I take everyone with me. Like, when yeah. I say I want to yeah. write characters based on my friends, I'm like, y'all can just come with me. Like, once I make a bunch of money, yeah. we'll just move into a mansion. Y'all come live with me. Like, yeah. and I wanted to oh, save yeah. everyone. And I wanted to bring everyone with me. But yeah. then I've realized through working that those are those people are anchors that are holding me back. So when you said earlier, yes. when you were talking about the friends that you cut off and you felt this huge like lift, like that's what it is. It's I'm I'm holding myself back because I want everyone yeah. to go with me, but they're not supposed to. Like they can't yeah. believe. And it's, it's discouraging. Really, yeah, it is just I guess you know what? I noticed also maybe you have this with yourself, but like I have strong values in how I like treat people. Like I want to always treat people with respect. I'm not trying to trigger people or hurt them yes. or anything like that. And like, when I have a friend, like this term friend, what does that mean anymore? Cause like with my two friends, like I thought we were friends and I would never do what they did to me. But that was like me coming to like, coming to terms with myself and understanding like, I keep doing this. Like, this is a pattern. And for 40 years, I expect people to treat me the way that I would treat them. And it's not the case. And I just keep doing this. And I have yes. to stop. I have to well, stop. Well, and that's the thing is like, from all the digging that I've done and the soul searching and researching is like, people treat me, cause I had the same experience. And it was because I wasn't respecting myself. Like that's what it all boiled down to was like, I didn't, because I didn't believe in myself and I didn't love myself enough to do those things. So I'm very much coming into oneness. That's why I said it's funny that you did this. Cause I'm very much like integrating these two sides, integrating the Bravo side with the spiritual side. And it's just yeah. a theme in my life where like everything, I've kind of separated everything. Yeah. And I wanted to come together. Yes, that's what I did. All together, my yes. Jenny Blaze was, it originated in the 90s from Method Man. He was Johnny Blaze, part of Wu-Tang Clan. I was like, you know, big into 90s hip hop. And I was yes. like, uh, I'm going to be Jenny Blaze 420 on my AOL screen. Yes. Well, <laughs> but, okay, so the name. Then I got rid of her when I went to the corporate world and I hid her. And so that life was separate. And since I left, I was like, I am not doing this anymore. I am living my life the way that I am intended to, what's authentic for me. And that is being Jenny Blaze again, I guess. Yes. It's so funny that you say that because we were actually, you told me to change the name on here. So the name has been a big thing for me. And I, that's a big part of it was like integrating with, I would say, you know, Dahlia was my stage name. That's what I want yeah. to be. And it's funny because the reason I picked Dahlia was because, well, there's a whole thing, but you know, the black Dahlia. Yeah. 
Uh -huh. um, she was cut in half. And I always felt that way, but she was like a waitress who almost made it. She was like going to be, and she I felt very connected to her. Yeah. And when I tripped shrooms, I like got this vision of like this actress who she was almost there and then she got cut in half. Like she's not one, right? So it was like, yeah. I need to bring them together. So I was almost Dahlia Black, but I didn't want to do that. I did Bradshaw because an ode to Carrie, Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. Because the like show and stuff that I wanted to write, it's, it's a whole thing, but I put great, care and thought into that name yeah yeah and when i was telling people like i want to this is my stage name, i didn't want to do rebecca and when yeah. i was talking to my friend bb about my name and how i hated it she was like do you know what rebecca means uh, i was like no so we looked it up and it means to bind like even my name means oppression you know like <laughs> And she saw it as like, no, bye, bring together. Like you're a, you're a hub, you know, like, yeah. And I liked that, but I was like, no, I didn't, I couldn't be that. I didn't want to be, I, I couldn't associate when I was manifesting. I couldn't associate my success with yeah. Becca. Rebecca. Like it just yeah. wasn't, yeah, it was. And I don't even, I don't even know about Rebecca because ew. So I've just never, it's always been kind of an issue. And then when I started saying, you know, I'm going to become Dahlia, it was no one else gave me the support that I needed to feel validated. So I went back and forth. And then finally the other day I had a lady who wanted me to come on a podcast or something for her. And she was like, your name's Dahlia. And I'm sure it was just a curious question of like, so your name is Dahlia because my name on TikTok is private bitch fest. Yeah. But when I read it, I looked down at my phone and it was like, so your name is Dahlia. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I was like, no, my stage name is Dahlia, but like, I'm, I'm Becca. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, no, that's still separation. Like, make yeah. the fucking change. Step into who you're supposed to be. Yeah. And other people don't get it, but people change their names that's all the time. That's so funny you said that, because literally, <laughs> I do not go by Jenny. Like, only online do I go by Jenny. And in college, when I was Jenny Blaze for that couple years or whatever. Right. But, um, It's so funny because when I introduce myself now, it's been hard for me to say, hi, I'm Jenny Blaze. But yes. I, I, but people call me Jenny because that's what I put on my thing. And like, so now I'm just starting to be like, I'm Jenny Blaze. Yes. I just <laughs> it's got so chills. weird. It's, it's so weird. But it's it, amazing. And it's it funny because weird. when I saw it, like when you said something about the name, the whole thing went through my head was like, and I was like, she goes by Jenny Blaze. That's a dope name. And I was like, I don't even know if that's her real name, but that's sick. And I used you as inspiration. So like, yeah. make it till you make it is a real thing. Like, yeah, I want people to feel, yeah, I want people to feel comfortable. And Oh, this is what this is circling all the way back to why I started the podcast in the first place. And we were talking about being open and vulnerable in front of people. Like, I don't ever want it to look like I have my shit together because yeah. people know about all the shit that's going on in my life. They know, like, you don't want to be the ex phony. Right. And, yeah. and, and I'm very open on my podcast to a yeah. point in my life, too. Like I said, I overshare, but that's kind of my thing is like, Ew, I'm overshare. But I love it. Like, what is oversharing? Other people may not feel comfortable. And I'm sorry if people, it makes why? you uncomfortable. I have nothing to hide. And like, exactly. people, people who like think that's weird, it makes me wonder like, why don't you want to share everything? Exactly. And and this is what I've come to realize actually talking about, it's a, it was a Pisces girl who said something. I've got a lot of Pisces trauma. <laughs> But I'm I a need Virgo. to hear these Pisces stories. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. I'm opposite Pisces. I'm supposed yeah, to no, really we're, Yeah, we're supposed yeah. to be the best. I, don't, I know. I don't know. I don't My know. My husband's Virgo. 
unhealed um oh you know what's crazy don't let me forget the pisces story but this is crazy i just redid my chart my um zodiac chart and i've always been virgo but i've identified a lot leo season came and i was like i'm gonna embody my leo placements because i've got a couple you your trans zodiac so <laughs> yes i did my i did my vedic chart and it was leo so like the original is and i was like holy oh. dolly is a leo like Dahlia's a Leo. Maybe you your birthday, your your stage birthday is different too. That's what I said. I swear to God, when I tell you, you and then I want your stage birthday. <laughs> I just got. Well, my real birthday's coming up. September second is my real birthday. It's but my dad's just, birthday. <laughs> really? Daddy issues. Don't let me trick. I told you I triggered people. <laughs> But yeah, so when I, like, I walked into work the other day after all this, and I, I got a download to celebrate. So it's funny you said that, because I was like, celebrate. That's been a big word is like, celebrate, because it's coming, it's happening. And I walked into work, and one of the guys turned around looked at me and was like, I don't know what it is, but you just, like, you feel like a different person. And I was like, uh -huh. funny you say that. <laughs> because like, so I leave, I go, cause I don't do it. I go to the gym, do yoga, whatever. And then yeah. I go to work. That's it. I don't do anything else. Like I go for walks with my friends. Yeah. Um, so when I'm like, when I'm not at work, I kind of have to re-enter society and pretend to be this like normal human. Yeah. And people don't really, I'm at this new job. They don't really know me that well. They know that I'm kind of out there now because it's just like, I'm just, I'm in space all the fucking time. Like I just like to get high and contemplate life and i want to be yeah. like that's what we do that's what i do with my friends so we started just recording the episodes those are the episodes that do the best like people i want it to feel like you're in the room with us like this like we don't know each other you know yeah. what I mean? we have something in common yeah so just find that thing that you have we all have shit yeah. in common and i like that we all have trauma in common and we can uh -huh. normalize it and talk about yes we need to and that's like another thing about our society and culture and media like they, if you look at the history of media, um, I don't know if you've seen it. I think it was on Hulu. Is like the dark side of the '90s or something. Yeah. Like they, and think about our time. Like we, there was a time where people obviously didn't have cell phones, so like the only way to see what's going on in the world is through one channel or whatever. And it was so highly controlled and censored. And you can see in the 90s, they were talking about Gabriella, whatever, Wallace or whatever from 90210 and Alfonso uh -huh. Carlton from Fresh Prince yes. or whatever. Like the net, she said the network at that time told him not to embrace, even though they were on a show together. It was like reality stars doing like circus acts or something. Right. They did like a tightrope. And at the end they said, don't hug him. And she was like, why? And they said, because people in the Midwest, they're not going to like a man of color and a, a white woman to hug. So she's like, she was shocked and she was like, oh, okay. But then when she was done, she went up and she told him ahead of time, Alfonso, but she said, I'm going to kiss you. And she kissed him. Good for her. That's so beautiful. But like, yes. that goes to show, like people don't know this, that like, we need to normalize how unhealthy our country is. Like, yes, this toxic behavior online is, it, that's normalized and it should not be. And right. like, those are the things that like being online and being a digital content creator, I want to bring attention to 
for the next generation of content creators so that we don't like so that there's like a almost like an unspoken rule like don't do that shit don't be toxic don't attack people yeah like that's not allowed here and like make it common like make it normal Yes, that's been a big trend for me too was, and it's funny because I've got this huge lesson that I told you I can't talk about that that's like, it's my, basically my biggest fear to come to life, but in another person. And I have to watch it luckily from the outside so it doesn't affect me, but it's also really fucking terrifying and I'm dealing with it. But the lesson, the underall lesson or uh, overall lesson that I had that was under all of it was I was terrified that I would, I know cancel culture, but I was terrified that I was going to be canceled over something I didn't do, like that I was going to be misunderstood, you know, because it's like, I know that obviously I would never say anything purposely offensive, but I worry that, you know, because we watch stuff and it's like, oh, that didn't age too well. Like, what if something I'm saying right now, 10 years from now, and there's nothing I can, there's nothing I can do about it. I get that now, but that held me back. And it's funny because that all started because I posted, like I said, I post Snapchats to TikTok. It was some Snapchat that I le- I was leaving the bar and I made a joke because you remember there was like a pocket challenge where you'd put your phone in your back pocket and you would catch people staring at your ass and they oh, would like yeah, video yeah. it. It was like a thing and it was supposed to be funny. I did it going into the gas station because there's always like pervy men over there that yeah. hit on me. So I come out and I was like, uh, the only thing worse than, you know, having a bunch of pervy guys stare at your ass is watching no a one. three minute long video and having no one watch it. So it was like a fun joke. And then I had to turn off my notifications. That was my, it's probably still my most viewed video. And it was, I got on like angry white male TikTok that they were like, that's what you get, you attention seeking whore. Oh shit. You know what? Anyone can do this. Yeah. People could do it in mobs. That's what, I mean, that dark side of the nineties or wait, what was that? But do you remember when, um, during COVID, so it wasn't, this is totally different from the 90s. That's good, yeah. During COVID, um, there was a guy who, his business was selling things on Amazon. And that's a legitimate business, uh, like doing e-commerce, where you literally just take products from China and resell them here. And there's like a formula and a way to do it. I like went right. through a course to do it. And he did that during COVID with hand sanitizer, but like using the formula, like with supply and demand or whatever, hand sanitizer was like a hundred dollars a bottle or something right so he was just doing like what he his business formula was he was getting like death threats he they did a documentary on him i he made me cry i was like oh my god this poor guy he had people attacking him he had to like move i think he would get like letters in the mail whatever all this stuff and then he said but then one day i got an email from someone who was like I saw your story. I understand what, you know, your side. And like he said, he started just crying. Cause like people don't get it. Like cancel culture is so toxic and mob mentality. And it's nobody's perfect and things can get taken out of context. But like as a digital content creator, I feel like we have to be strong enough in who we are and know our values so that if somebody does ever try to attack us one i try to disengage and like i right marks but sometimes yes. if they're hacking strong you do have to like shut it down and just make a blanket statement like yeah you know like it's almost like you know pr like no it's okay i was just say when i made that tiktok all of that stuff was happening and 
um, I felt like I wanted to let people know that like I wasn't in the mood to laugh anymore and to do funny yeah. stuff. So it kind of shifted my content. So that's why I say Bravo stuff is on the back burner for well, now. That's just because. Okay. And that's what I think about being like a good content creator. It's like your following will follow you wherever you go. You yes. Know? Like, yes. I just talked to, um, a Jeff Lewis fan yesterday. Like she wants uh -huh. to start like a podcast. She ha actually has an audience already. Like she's super excited. And wait, shit, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> Your following will follow you. Oh yeah. She, so I told it like her, she got kicked off of Instagram and they're still doing like 20 people live sessions. And I'm like, you do have an audience. Like just tell them to follow. I told her to get a, a domain a url yeah and start collecting emails and because they go live every day and they're like expecting them to go live and so when right. technology fails you need a backup and that's you know that goes back to not relying on a platform